Do you have the business you want, or is it driving you crazy? A recent survey said 70% of business owners are dissatisfied with some aspect of their business. That's why we created Driving Biz, the number one source of business information. We have the leading experts from around the world as guests each week. So enjoy and love your business. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special expert. His name is Doug Hooland, and he's worked for 33 years at advanced companies like Nokia and Motorola in strategy, business development, account management, and engineering roles. He focuses on generative AI, the XR metaverse, digital health, telehealth, etc. But we're going to concentrate on the janitor of AI and, and the metaverse because that is where everybody's attention seems to be these days. Welcome, Doug. Well, thank you so much for having me. So tell me a little bit about the projects you worked on at Nokia and Motorola that prepared you for today's age. Yeah, yeah. So I was with uh, Motorola um, for 22 years, and then my division got bought by Nokia, and I was with them for 11 years. And during that time, my focus initially was um, business development strategy, account management, and engineering, uh, focusing on the Sprint account team. I did actually do some international work for the first five years of my life at Nokia, uh, or excuse me, Motorola. But, uh, you know, it was really fun working on the Sprint account team. I live in Kansas City. And uh, my focus was uh, around helping the transition of new technology. So about every 10 years, there's a new G of technology and there's interim steps in between. So anyway, I I had a really good time being on the Sprint account team for about 20 years, a little bit over 20 years. And then um, I switched over to a North America role where I started looking at uh, cloud computing. Um, But the thing I really that really helped me prepare me for generative AI is working on automated vehicle communication technology. So I was part of the 5G Automobile Association for four years, um, working with uh, the automotive industry on uh, how do you roll out uh, the communication portion of automated vehicle technology. So I got to work in policy, um, working with state and local DOTs and federal Department of Transportations, and uh, just working on, you know, how do you roll out automated technology? Um, So a a year ago, um, I had an opportunity to uh, work on different projects and uh, that I was passionate about. And so I left uh, Nokia and started working on um, universities and healthcare organizations, uh, looking out how they work on the metaverse. And uh, in fact, this one uh, opportunity we had, we competed for the 10G challenge um, which is the cable lab. So, you know, the, the cellular guys have, you know, right now they're in 5G and, and going to 6G technology, but the cable uh, labs, they talk about having 10G uh, technology. And so they had this 10G challenge um, of how we would change the way we live, work, and play. And uh, uh, so I worked with a company called MetaView, um, and they went and a cancer doctor on using telemedicine and the metaverse technology, HoloLens 2 technology, um, to improve uh, cancer care patients. It was the best breast cancer care everywhere. Um, and we got a $100,000 prize for that. And yeah. also worked on another prize with that uh, um, we got $50,000 for the KU School of Nursing, working with immersive technology and learning. So these were some of the projects I worked on that prepared me 
um, for this, this generative AI uh, work I've now been doing for the last six months. So what is all this buzz about generative AI? I mean, people are talking about as it's the new magic genie, is it? Well, uh, you know, anytime, and so generative just means to generate in one, one way of thinking it. I mean, there's a linguistic term and other ways to think about it, but uh, whenever artificial intelligence generates content, you know, it's, it's using, it's a generative. Um, and so we're generating all this content. In fact, one, there was one quote I liked, which is more um, images are being, uh, artwork is being created in the last two months than has been in the history of mankind. Uh, so all this creativity uh, and information being generated very quickly. Um, so there, you know, I, I've been playing around with chatbots for a long time. I mean, the, in the 60s, they had chatbots. And uh, but in the last uh, year or so, um, especially November 30th, that's a date that I think will be as important as the moon landing, um, you know, in July of 69, you know, uh, in uh, 2022, uh, November th- 30th. Um, is when OpenAI um, released ChatGPT. And uh, the, the, the thing that was very significant is the user interface. It allowed people to very easily, um, you know, put in what do they want to be created, and then the AI would help you create. So there's something called prompt engineering, where you prompt the AI to do creative work, and then you shape that work with the AI. And uh, so that's why there's the buzz about this, the other thing is up until the last couple of years, you know, the AI was cute, but not very productive, um, especially on large language models. So I, I viewed it as like, a, you know, to someone who's not technical, like a two-year-old, you know, toddlers are cute, but they're, they're not very, very productive. Now, all of a sudden, this large language models are like a very smart teenager. The, and like a very smart teenager, they can do amazing creativity, but also like a, a very smart teenager, they can get in a lot of trouble if they're not guided properly. So, you know, that's, that's, that's where we're at right now. The, the upside and the downside is like, if I wanted to write a book on truth, I uh-huh. would ask chat GPT to give me 12 chapters on truth. Exactly. I'll take the first chapter and, and let's say it's the definition of truth. And then I'll get them to write 2,500 words on the definition of truth. And so, so I could have a book on truth within 10 hours or so. Of course, I would never use exactly what chat GPT says. I would want to put other things in, in my own voice and I'd want to research things and put quotes in and so on. But this is a shortcut for me. It's like putting a clothes hanger to hang my clothes on. Exactly. Think of it as the first draft. And now you should only use these tools if you're good enough to be your own fact checker, right? Because so you're, if you're an expert on truth, you know, like, okay, here's some ideas and maybe 80% of it, it's good ideas. And maybe 5% or 10% is very good ideas, but there's a lot of stuff that is less valuable and actually could be even wrong. And so, you know, how do you make sure that you sort through, uh, you know, the, the wheat from the chaff and get rid of, you know, only have the gold and the refined gold at the end of the, the process? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a couple of bad things in this morning's newspaper of how they had the Pope in a down jacket and then another picture of Trump being arrested, which, of course, all of these are false information. Right, right. They, you know, like fake news and, uh, you know, deep fakes, people call them. Um, and, and in fact, you know, there's there's, uh, you know, regulations like so that if someone's going to be generated like Mid Journey or, or 
other image generations that you have to label it as an art, you know, that it was created by an artificial intelligence. Um, and there are actually, the, the, so there's two ways to do this. One is uh, having a regulation that passes that says every time, uh, you know, an artificial intelligence creates something, they have to watermark it to say it's artificial. The other way too is like, you know, and you'll be seeing this in cameras and smartphones is when I take a picture I'm, I also put a, you know, a real watermark on it saying this is, this is a real image. Um, because without that, you know, how can law enforcement and, you know, other, you know, newspapers use that, those images at all? Because they're going to just be, you know, use, if they use an image and then it turns out to be fake, uh, you know, their credibility is damaged greatly. Exactly. And I think, you know, People are afraid their jobs are going to take be taken by uh, this generative AI. I think, if anything, it's going to create more jobs. Yeah, I, you know, I tend to be an optimist on that. You know, in the United States, there's a hundred million um, knowledge workers. In the world, there's a billion knowledge workers. And you know, how can we use these tools to help those knowledge workers be better knowledge workers? Um, so I, I'm I'm very hopeful that if they people know how to use these tools greatly. Um, they so the drudgery, the stuff that you know that they don't like to do, give it that to the AI. So if a, a job is difficult, dirty, dangerous, or dull, give it to the AI. Those jobs that require creativity and insight, you know, that's where humans can come in, especially expert humans like yourself, and and say, okay, I got this information now, and it's and the the thing is, is is different than a search tool because a search tool you just get lots of information, but it can be disjointed. And what this does is generative AI gives you that first draft of, of synthesizing that information. Now you go in and you need to then finalize that, synth- you know, that information. But it does take, you know, what would it take me like 40 hours on some work I could do in five hours because of the generative AI tools. So what it allows us to do is to do things faster, cheaper, and perhaps better. Exactly. <laughs> That's the goal. Well, that that is a beautiful goal, and this is like, as I say, uh, it's a new genie, but it's working pretty darn well, and it's working for a lot of people to get things done in such a way that it simplifies the process, and the process overall of writing is a very difficult process. It's crazy, and and so this could help get over writer's block. It can get on beyond those things that traditional writers have difficulties with. Exactly. Yeah. What are five things people need to do in, in 2023 to be successful using generative AI tools? Yeah, so the first one is uh, follow, um, you know, some key people um, in the industry. And, uh, you know, like uh, Alan Thompson is one that I follow, Life Architect. Um, so he's one. I blog on it on LinkedIn about generative AI. So, you know, there's three or four different people. In fact, I'll, I'll post a blog on these are the people I follow um, on, around generative AI. And so that's one, you know, gather some information. Two is try out some tools. So, you know, there's a lot of tools that are free, like ChatGPT is free. Um, to um, use. Um, actually, there's uh, Microsoft has, you know, Bing has a, a tool, um, Bard um, for Google. So start playing with these tools. They're free. Start to learn about that. Um, start to try to do some things that are creative. Um, you know, if you, when you sign up to this, uh, uh, you know, to chat GPT or to, you go into Bing, 
list, ask them 10 things that say, this is what I'm, it's called prompt engineering. So it's like, this is what I'm interested in. Give me 10 ideas of how um, using, uh, you know, chat GPT or using Bing, I could be more uh, creative and generate more interesting content and see what those 10 things are and then explore, you know. So anyway, so bottom line, follow people to um, sign up for accounts that are free to start playing with that. Three, um, interact with the tool to come up with areas of creativity. Um, and, uh, you know, so those are some of the critical ones. I would say four. I'm part of a couple groups uh, right now that are actually exploring, you know, we're spending two hours a day, a week um, in, in groups that are looking at ways that we can explore and use these tools. Uh, so the good news is you can spend 10 minutes and get a lot of content out of it, or you can really do the deep dives and get more content. So I would say the fourth thing is is join groups uh, that are exploring this. And in fact, I, I you know I'll put a blog on LinkedIn on, on exactly these five things that I would suggest. Um, and then then the fourth fifth thing, and I'm a big believer that the best way to learn something is to teach something. Um, is find someone that you're in, that that's interested in what you're an expert in. And work with them on how they can use this tool to uh, like become a better better at this topic. So like like for myself, I'm I'm interested in generative AI. So I will find a young person and be a mentor to them, and I will show them this is how you can work on generative AI uh, using these tools. So uh, you know learn and uh, you know uh, you learn one. Um, do one, teach one. That's the mechanism of when you do surgery of, of how you do get a better, become a better surgeon. Well, it certainly is the the medicine of model in general, of uh, medicine in general. I was in that field for a number of years. And yeah. the see one, do one, teach one model was very, very important. And boy, did you get good at what you were doing because you had to. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, learn the tools and then teach the tools how to do it and teach it responsibly, right? Uh, because the, the biggest danger of these tools, you know, especially to young people is that they're just going to, you know, the, their homework assignment is to write an essay on, you know, dogs, right? And so then they say, okay, they just put that into chat GPT and then, then the essay comes out and then they turn their homework in, right? And they learned absolutely nothing. So teach them how they, that, that there's a learning process um, when there's this co-collaboration of technology that not only are you just finishing the assignment, but you're actually learning and exploring using these tools properly. Well, I know when I was learning Shakespeare in my early university days, I couldn't understand a word of the bard. So uh -huh. I had to go to the bookstore and get Cole's notes in order to understand it. Now, I didn't steal Cole's notes, but boy, did that help me have a deeper meaning that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. And like the Khan Academy, they're going to be coming out um, actually with a, a, a chat, a, a, a large language model, actually GPT-4 where the student can interact um, with, uh, you know, ask questions, learn, like, so you have your personal tutor. Now, the other thing is, is they also have a section where you can actually go in and say, I want to chat with George Washington. I would think you could also chat with Shakespeare. I should look that one up. But they have about 20 different historical characters that you can interact with. And so you can, you know, you're interacting as if that 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 chatbot was George Washington, was Shakespeare, or whoever. Well, wouldn't it be great to ask 
uh, Shakespeare, what did you mean when you said this? Because yeah. he's written, of course, in a language that's not modern English, and he's written in prose. And of course, not many of us think in old English or in prose. Exactly. Well, and the thing is, is, you know, like if you're learning, um, you know, uh, poetry and, and Shakespeare, but you're not interested in a certain topic of Shakespeare, right? You don't care about Romeo and Juliet, but you are interested in sports. So you can say, okay, write a, a ballad, you know, poem uh, in the style of Shakespeare about football, right? <laughs> or about whatever you're interested in. So get these students to start understanding poetry and literature um in the in the scope of the uh, the the topic they're interested in for sure now how can you save 30 minutes a day using one of these generative ais doug yeah so so bottom line is you know if you're doing uh trying to get images and uh you know so artwork you know you can say i want artwork you do prompts and you say this is what information i want to do this creativity and within one, like 10 seconds, you create artwork specifically to your topic. So before I would have to do, like if I'm trying to give a PowerPoint presentation, I'd be looking into, you know, different artwork that would match kind of the style of what I wanted to talk about. And so from that perspective, very quickly, um, I can just, the, the artwork aligns with, uh, you know, the images along with my text. Um, either in PowerPoint or when I'm giving presentation, you know, in, in writing documents, right? So I have a lot more illustrations. So th that's an area that wouldn't take hours to do. You can do in seconds, um, creating that artwork. So that's number one. Number two is, uh, like I said, from a writing style, you know, uh, things that would take you maybe an hour to write, you can write in 10 minutes. So I, you know, if you're not saving at least 30 minutes a day uh, using these tools, uh, you don't understand how to use these tools. And I believe, you know, using these tools, you can be a better writer, a better illustrator, um, generate more creative, creative ideas. And hopefully, you know, when the creativity is flowing, that's the one thing humans have over the AI, right? We, we have this, we have this flow of information, this flow of innovation and style. And if we can get the AI to help that that flow happen, then it's amazing what can be created. So realize that you're in control. The human needs to be in control of these tools and not just whatever the tool gives me, I'm going to just re repeat. Um, but by using these tools, you can save 30 minutes a day. Excellent. Which programs generate images and not just words? Yeah, so Bing now has it where they can do images. Like I said, Microsoft has now um, a, a create a tool that I just started playing around with. Um, Midjourney is another one. Um, Adali, uh, which is open AI, um, they have the image generator as well. So there's a whole list of them. Um, in fact, uh, Matt Wolf. Um, so there's four people I follow that you'll see on my, uh, uh, if you want to go to my Doug Hohulin, I'm the only Hohulin, Doug Hohulin in LinkedIn. And if you go to that, uh, you will see, uh, um, I'll say, you know, these are the, the, the top 10 tools, um, you know, and the five things to do uh, to be, uh, that you need to do this year um, in generative AI. But anyway, uh, Matt Wolf, he collects all the AI tools out there and he organizes them on image generation, um, text creation, videos, all kinds of different categories. And then he gives his recommendations of the top ones. So that's one of them I would follow. 
Um, also, Microsoft says that they're going to introduce um, these tools integrated already into Word, PowerPoint, and Excel. So the thing is, if you're already using those tools, they're going to come along. So in the next six months, you're going to have these tools anyway. Um, so, you know, if you're a little bit hesitant, uh, you know, you can say, well, I'm going to just wait until Microsoft comes in and puts it into those tools. And also, by the way, Google said the same thing on Google Docs, that they're going to integrate this AI tools into it. And so I, I'm just looking at it. There's going to be amazing time of creativity, um, of abundance um, that will come because of these tools are available. So, so I'm a very, I'm optimistic. I realize there's pitfalls and, and risks. And that's what we need to uh, make sure we, you know, we have the guardrails in place to minimize the risks and uh, the harm that this can happen. But if we do this properly, I think we can have a lot more abundance in our world. And so I'm excited for this, this opportunity. Well, that, that's exciting. And can you imagine a world where 5 billion people are using AI? Yeah. So, and where I got that is, uh, you know, when I started with Motorola, there were 7 million people um, using cell phones in the world. Um, and I started in 689 um, at Motorola. Um, then in 2002, we had a billion people using cell phones in the world. Um, by 2014, there were actually more people using cell phones than, than there were people on the planet. So, you know, that took, you know, uh, 25 years or so for that to happen. And I believe that by next year, there will be a billion people using generative AI um, and these tools. And once we get a billion people using these tools, they'll be so productive and so beneficial that within five years, we'll have a, a five billion people using these tools. And so five, people build, five billion people around the world being very creative and doing a bunch of things that are innovative. Um, th this is how we'll solve problems in our world. And so I'm, I'm excited about what's possible. I, I think the world will be a better place if we can solve more problems and use these things so much better to help us with with these things as life goes on. Exactly. Well, I, how can people live a fantastic life using AI? Well, the thing is, is I believe, you know, we should use AI as a tool. And, you know, if that tool can save us time to do the things that are more important and connect with people, that's the important part. So um, while these tools are useful and help us be more creative, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a time saver so we can do stuff that's more meaningful for our lives. And uh, so that's that's would be my answer to that question. Yes. And, and that's how they can have fantastic businesses as well, can't it? Absolutely. Yeah. You, you do things faster, cheaper, better so that you're more productive. So then you don't have to work quite as hard and you don't have to spend as much time. And then you have times to do things that are more, what are more important in your life. Exactly. If you can use this time then to use for things that you want to, rather than have to, that will make it so much better. Exactly. Okay. How can people find out more about you and what you have to offer, Doug? Yeah, like I said, I post quite a bit on LinkedIn, um, and so I've been posting a lot about generative AI. And like I said, I will do five things to think about uh, what you should be doing, five things to do um, with uh, generative AI in 2023 to be prepared. And uh, like I said, the other thing is, uh, so that's the best way to, to get a hold of me is through LinkedIn. 
Doug, thank you so much for spending this time educating our listeners today. I know you've been of great service, and I know they will get a lot of benefit from this. Well, happy to be on, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, check out my site, drallenlika.com. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N-Lika, L-Y-C-K-A.com. And get a golden pearl each and every week. Bye for now and have a fantastic day. We hope you enjoyed Driving Biz, where you get the advice of the leading experts of the world. If you want more, you need to join the number one community for business owners, nobull.biz. And for a limited time, you can join at a discounted rate. To learn more, go to nobull.biz.